All right, guys. So this is the last episode of what has been, to say the least, a very interesting year. I am very fortunate and excited to have our very first guest on the podcast, Dr. Catherine Pennell, Medical Director of Right Track Medical Group, on our last episode of the podcast of the year of 2020. So the first and the last of 2020, which is very appropriate given her leadership and acumen as a medical prof- professional uh, in our state and beyond, and also her care and concern as a wife and a, and a mother. So let's get it going. How are you doing? You Okay. How's it going? How are you feeling today? Welcome to South Define, a podcast from Right Track Medical Group dedicated to destigmatizing mental health in the South through genuine conversation about the challenges that we all face every day. For more information, please visit our website, righttrackmedical.com backslash South While we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast, please remember that this is not a substitute for professional diagnosis or for the treatment of any mental health condition. Dr. Panel, um, at the time that we last talked, COVID, it dominated everything in all ways. Um, And really not much has changed. on those first episodes, we spent. Uh, actually, by the way, how are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, on those first episodes, we did spend a lot of time discussing the impact of COVID on our mental health. So let's talk about that again as the first question. Um, where do we stand uh, as we think about things now with COVID and our mental health? Do you think people are um, have learned better coping strategies, or are we still struggling through all this? That's a good question that is hard to answer because I think there's certain populations that are finally doing better, like our kids. I think for the most part, they're all back in school. I know mine have been back in school since August, all three of mine, and no quarantines, no shutdowns, nothing. I think they their mental health is, is much improved because that's what they needed. Um, their, their coping skills are immature they don't really know how to employ those, but being around friends and having structure and, and normalcy, that was huge for them. But I think the rest of us are still struggling despite probably even employing our best coping skills. I think there was a sense of false hope when, especially in Mississippi, when numbers started falling and our mask mandates were reviewed, were, were not renewed. I think we got a little bit hopeful and excited that this was the end of it only to realize that, no, we're we're still in the thick of it for a while, and probably will be until a vaccine comes out. Um, yeah, that's right on point. Um, I feel I, I I couldn't articulate it that way, but I feel it as you said it. <laughs> I mean, we are we are in the thick of it, and everything is affected by it, and we're tripped up left and right because of it. It's gotten frustrating, and it, and, and like you said, it's probably going to be our world for a while. Yep. And there's massive COVID fatigue, mask fatigue. I think uh, by and large, we're all just kind of over it, really. Yeah, absolutely. I know. And I hate to say that because I know that people are struggling with illness from it. But like, it's, (laughs) I'm tired of it. I know you are. So are there, and I can speculate what these specific groups of of people Mm -hmm. in our population are struggling, but I want to hear it from a professional standpoint. So what do you think? What specific groups of our population are having a harder time with this? 
You know, I think a lot of, like I said, the kids are doing better. I think a lot of normalcy has returned to the adult world as far as work. I th- either they're coming back into their workplace or they're going, they're still working from home. So I think that's gotten better. But I think two of the populations are really still struggling, if not more. I know um, healthcare workers, I, I can't even, I mean, the amount of burnout they must be experiencing, this has not slowed down for them. Mm-hmm. Um they're probably one of the hardest hit populations and it's not getting any better. Um, and I do, I think still our elderly population, it, nothing has improved with COVID to the point where they can get back outside and socialize, especially in nursing homes. Nothing's changed. They're still cut off from family, friends. So I think, you know, healthcare workers and our elderly are still really struggling. Yeah. And everything you mentioned in regard to the elderly, like they need the same thing as, as everyone else, they need social, they need to be, mm-hmm. they need to be moving or they just, their bodies don't respond well. Right. Oh, and then the healthcare, I forgot about that, uh, Dr. Panel. I, I, um, that's a really important point. These healthcare workers need our support more than ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that we have kind of put them to the side a little bit in our thinking, um, because we've got so much other stuff going on, they are still in the thick of it. I'm just reiterating what you said, because it's really important for um, our listeners to know that they need our support um, now more than ever. And I think what's sad too is like the elderly, I mean, usually their main source of support is their family, same for healthcare workers, but elderly can't have their family around because the risk of catching COVID. But on the opposite end of that, healthcare workers are still not really being able to fully engage with their families because they don't want to spread it to their families. So it's a lot of loneliness and isolation for both of those groups. Oh, I have friends that are in the medical profession that are still living in their garage apartment. You're exactly, yes. Yep. Cut off from their family. I mean, it's, it's, yep. it's harsh. Um, so in this discussion, do you think that 2020 has has changed how we are thinking about mental health? I do. I think that um, it's given us a little more insight to how important good mental health care is. Um, I think if one of the probably positives of this whole pandemic is it's maybe reduced the stigma a little bit. I think to some degree COVID has affected everybody mentally. Um, And I think they realize that nobody's immune to mental illness. Um, We're all vulnerable and susceptible to mental illness and it is okay to seek help. I think more people are now seeking help, which if there's a good thing to say about COVID, that maybe is it. There's always there's always a light. Sometimes. You gotta find it. Sometimes you have to search for it, but there <laughs> is one. Yes, yeah. That's right. I, yeah. I I from a layman's standpoint, I kind of feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of this, was, people were kind of didn't know what to think, turned their nose up. But mental health is part of our conversation now. Yes, and I do love that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and you guys have been so so good at um, pushing that agenda mm-hmm. um, to to break that stigma, and I, you know, this has really helped those efforts. Like you said, if a light can be shown in, in mm-hmm. this mess. Um, so have there been any setbacks uh, in regard to mental health? Maybe like the amount of work, amount of people that are being affected? I, yeah, you know, I, well, so most of my patients and, I, and even my husband, Stephen, he does addiction psychiatry. I think we're seeing like. Patients that have been stable for a while, we're seeing some decompensation decompensation with them. Um, more people are relapsing. My depressed patients are getting more depressed. So I think we've, we've slid backwards 
in that I'm seeing much more PTSD than I've ever seen. And it's usually COVID related. Oh man. Um, so I do think patients are probably struggling more, getting sicker more, but just back to what we were saying, they are seeking help more. Whereas before, like we've always talked about one in five suffers, but millions don't seek treatment. I think at least now they are seeking treatment for it. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, we just actually did an episode on PTSD. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. I didn't realize. It was a great episode. I listened to. Oh, thank you. I didn't mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. Yeah, she was very articulate and, yes. and succinct. I had to explain mm-hmm. because she, she knew it. Um. Yeah. So that, and that's, I bring that point up. So people will know like PTSD can affect any part of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. um, Let's see. So we've kind of covered this, Mm -hmm. but I think it helps in defining the year and, and, and kind of giving some articulation to it. So what lessons have we learned about mental health this year? Um, I think that we have realized that mental health is an integral part of overall good physical health. I think that we are finally realizing that it's all interconnected um, and that we have to set aside time to take care of mental health just as we would physical health. And that self-care is huge for everybody. Um, Finding good ways to tend to self-care, finding good ways to tend to your healthy coping skills. I think you know, that's what we really have realized throughout this about mental health. That's great. Yeah. You know, I, I tell you, I, what I've learned is that there are normal everyday things that we call such as like, like anxiety. Mm-hmm. That is a mental health issue. Yep. It can lead to a lot of stronger issues. Mm-hmm. And that, that has been eye opening to me because we as Southerners have typically thrown those to the side and said, Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of life. That's get over. It's life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just fix it. You can do it. Yep. But, just be happy. Come on. Just, be right. happy. just do it. It's so uh, easy to yeah. be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's been an eye opener for me as I'm sure a lot of people uh, feel the same way. And another all encompassing theme, and maybe you can talk about this is, is, being with others and seeking out conversation with others. Apparently that's really good for us. Yeah. Humans are social creatures. I mean, by, by nature, we're social creatures. And I think that's another thing that people are realizing. Even my introverts are realizing that to some degree, everybody has to have socializations. I mean, that's just who we are. And, you know, we were talking about healthcare workers. They are really vulnerable to lack of social support and isolation and loneliness just by the nature of their job. And I think we're all realizing that it, we can have like even like, us, you know, healthcare workers, they see nurses, they see techs just in passing and everything. But it's all about meaningful conversation. Like you, even if it's virtually via Zoom or your telephone, like we need to start having meaningful conversation, not like on superficial, but meaningful conversation. Even if you can't be there in person is huge as far as like social support for us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. Meaningful conversation mm-hmm. chatter, which is a lot of what happens, especially on social media. I mean, that's to say, I mean, yes. And that can be harmful to mental health. It's just the, the above surface chatter, bullying, like, we got to get away from that and just really focus on relationships and a meaningful conversation. Hmm. Yeah. 
So um, in regard to, because we're talking about a, a wrap up of the year 2020, um, a lot of people do what they, you know, New Year's resolutions and that sort of thing. <laughs> Is that a good way to think of it? Or do you have a better way that you would explain that? I know, I, I don't love a New Year's resolution because, I mean, they're really hard to keep if you think about it. I mean, we usually give us like the, the hardest thing to do to make our resolution and oftentimes it kind of leads in disappointment. I mean, really, if, if you really put a specific one that's just really hard to attain, I mean, it can lead to disappointment and make you feel bad in the end. Yeah. But I think just generally saying I'm going to work on myself for 2021, I'm going to do a better job of working on myself, my mental health. That's very broad and something that is attainable. You just seek to do better, you know? Right. Yeah. Seek to do better and and don't beat yourself up. Exactly. Yes. I, we're all our hardest critic ourselves. We are the hardest critics that we have. We're so hard on ourselves, but give yourself a little grace. Just work to do better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a very awesome point. Um, we talked about that in regard to holiday stress earlier, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, give yourself permission to, if you're if you have enough of your family, just kind of walk yep, out to go into your bedroom. Yes. Not to stay there. Yeah. Yep. And then give them a little bit of grace. You know, mm-hmm. don't talk about politics. Oh God. No. <laughs> oh, that's a whole that that might be a whole. Oh, uh, that, that could be a whole other podcast. How to <laughs> deal with election stress? We're not going right? to go into that. <laughs> going to go down that hole. Um. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are actually dealing. You know, that actually, that's a good point. There's a lot of people dealing with that right now. Mm-hmm. Of 2020, I mean, yeah, that's a. It's been a fun, fun year. Yep. Um. So, may you know, I, I'm looking at my script here, and it says, "Ask you your personal resolutions for 2021." I'm more interested in like where you would like to see on the shoulders of 2020 mental health profession go in 2021? Well, I hope that this, you know, reduced stigma and this um, willingness to get treatment sticks around. I hope that when things get better, people don't start neglecting their mental health because all of a sudden things are better. I think mental health is an ongoing, ever-changing, ever-improving, you know, something that you need to keep up with for your entire life. Um, It's such an integral part of, of everything. And I hope that for the I do think things are going to get better in 2021. We're already looking at looking at vaccines coming out, and I think it's going to get better. But I don't want us to forget where we were, because I really think it spotlighted and put emphasis on how important mental health care is. And I hope that that will continue. Yeah, and you know, mental health. Would you say mental health is synonymous with relationships? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to ask you because I, I sometimes will say things that don't make any sense. No, I mean, I see this, especially with my college females, they are always wanting to be in a relationship and, you know, they don't like to be by themselves. They always are looking, even when they break up, they're already ready to find another one. The thing is, is you're never going to have a healthy relationship until you yourself are healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to be happy with yourself individually so that you can contribute to a relationship, but be happy on your own as well. Yes. And that's, that's kind of where I wanted to bring this back to is the self um, analyzing, or mm-hmm. maybe there's a softer way to put that. Just be aware of what's going on in your life by taking a little bit of time for yourself mm-hmm. um, and understanding I, I'm lacking here. This is affecting me here. Mm-hmm. It, and I think COVID, like you said, has brought all of that to light. Mm-hmm. 
2020 and understanding that we we actually like having relationships um, with others mm-hmm. <laughs> and need them as a part of our life, yeah. just on a computer screen. Um, so it'll it'll be fine. Is there anything that you would like to? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to end it on like a down, Debbie Downer, pessimistic note, but I think it's important. 2020 is not over, um, especially in the mental health field. Um, winter is coming, like they say on Game of Thrones, winter is coming. And a lot of people do poorly in the winter. You know, we have the the time change where it gets darker. So you're going to, to work and you're leaving in the dark. It's cold, so you spend more time indoors. Um, people with seasonal affective already, I mean, get ready because one of the things we encourage them to do is to get out and do things, you know, don't stay cooped up in your house, but that's kind of limited right now. So, you know, continue to employ whatever healthy coping mechanisms you can, you know, add things like bright light therapy, whether it's the visor or the bright lights, but just be prepared that, you know, winter, it's hard for people that are struggling with mental illness and there may be some worsening before it gets better. Yeah, so that we've basically got kind of a perfect storm coming. Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. Um, so your your word is for everybody to be careful and care for themselves during the Yes, Conti- everything that you have already tried to implement, continue, and you know you may even need to add a few things, but all in all, just take care of yourself. And when you've employed everything you can and it's still not working, go see somebody. Yeah, reach out. Yeah. Right. Reach out was the old... Uh, is it AT&T or something? Reach out and touch someone. That mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. Telephone commercial. <laughs> That's, I mean, there's truth. Yeah, it's, no doubt. You know, we, everybody wants you to. We want you to be, yeah. to be good, to be solid. Well, um, Dr. Panel, as always, um, quite a pleasure. And um, we're so happy that you're in, in Oxford specifically, but in Mississippi as a whole. Um, you know, advising and um, offering your help where it need where where people need it. And thank you for kind of being another outlet to spread that you know mental health care is okay and being yeah. another place where stigma is being reduced. So thank you. Oh, absolutely! I've enjoyed it, and um, I've enjoyed all that I've learned this year um, in a very short span. You know, we started in June. But it seems like that was a year ago. Oh my gosh, that's what it's the weirdest thing. Like I was talking about it with my friends. It's like we're looking up and we're like, how is it already the holidays? It feels like it in some ways it flew by, but yet it also feels like this was the longest six months of our lives. It's just the most bizarre situation. It's it really is. And I don't think I think, you know, you kind of touched on it about our kids. Like they don't really comprehend what this is, but I I never want them to have to comprehend what this is. Oh, you and me both. Like this has just been a, and I, and I think that that's kind of like what you guys keep talking about, like, or what you're talking about. Be careful because we've been in a hole mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to dig out of it and we can easily fall back in. Mentally. Yeah. And you know, that's, it, it goes the same with like psychiatric medications. I have so many people that get better on the medications and they'll come to me six months down the road and they're doing terrible. I'm like, well, what happened? And they say, well, I felt better. So I stopped my medication. The reason why you were doing better is because of the medication. So don't just stop it. Continue what you're doing. Maintain yeah. your mental health. There you go. That's a great way to end it. Cont- yeah. Maintain your mental health. There you go. Let's make a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. No, yeah. thank you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Y'all have a good rest of the year.
If you have questions about mental health and the COVID-19 pandemic that you'd like our providers to answer in a future episode, please email southoffine at righttrackmedical.com. And if you'd like more information about Right Track Medical Group or the South of Fine podcast, please visit righttrackmedical.com. Thanks to our production team, Kelly Huntsberger, Caitlin Clegg, Carol Ann Hughes, Alica Batista, and Reese Lau. Special thanks to Squadcast for providing superior remote interview services.